Hello and welcome back to Blind Spots. This is Film Inquiry's premier podcast, wherein I, your host, Jake Tropila, am joined by my uh, co-host, editor-in-chief, Christy Strauss. Hello, Christy. Howdy. How's it going? Doing well. How are you? Good, except I just said howdy. Yeah, well, that's on you, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I hope, hope you're uh, doing okay otherwise. Um, yeah, it's been a while for our audience. Um, we've uh, we've been busy at work. Christy and I are now actually co-workers in our day jobs, so uh, life's good there. But uh, yeah, we've been talking, and uh, we had another pair of films we wanted to introduce to each other. And uh, we've uh, we've done it again, folks. This is the, uh, the, the I dub it the serial killer road trip movie. Aaron. 90s. The 90s, yes. Very important <laughs> distinction. The decade in which we come of age in. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get things started. Uh, I will start off with the film I introduced Chrissy to, uh, which I am shocked she had never seen before. Me too. Uh, but it's okay. I'm just. Uh, that just <laughs> That just means I'm excited for her to have finally seen it. And the film that I chose is uh, David Lynch's 1990 Palm d'Or winner, Wild at Heart. I uh, don't know why I paused there. We're not going to add a sound clip or anything. But um, yeah, what? Uh, let me ask Christy. What was your? What, let me ask first. What's your uh, history with David Lynch like? Um, weird. You know, a little. <laughs> no, I, I am. Um, I love David Lynch. I. This movie is a huge blind spot for me, so I was really excited for us to do yep. it. I don't even know that you knew I hadn't seen it. And I was like, you know, I really want to watch this movie. Let's, we sh- I know that you must love it. And I actually tried to track this movie down. I had a lot of difficulty finding it for sale, for rent. Um, and so I actually wanted to, and I tried to watch it uh, for quite a while. But yeah, mm. I think David Lynch is fantastic. I mean, he's just, um, he's such a unique creative visionary obviously very much um singular in his kind of um work i mean i I even adore his short films and i've watched i have many more to watch but uh you know he's just you can tell that he loves to create and he has so much to say and 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 get out so it's uh it's always wonderful when i get to see something you know new by him i think it was like a year ago um i watched something else for the first time by him uh what is it uh what is the one with the the monkey where he's like oh uh that jack? just came out um oh uh, what yeah. happened to jack what happened to jack yeah that yeah. i mean that was like the the most recent new lynch to me um, whether or not it was new to everyone, but yeah, that was also <laughs> fantastic. But, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, not, I'm that's... not sure what's, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not just thinking out loud. I'm not sure if I got the title right. Um, it's Jack. What did Jack do? Is that it? Uh, well, but he's we interrogating are. him because yes, <laughs> David Lynch is interrogating a monkey who kind of looks like him. Uh, about a murder that has taken place, I believe, involving a chicken. Uh, and yeah. then there's a little musical number. It's all set in a little diner. It's very cute. I like it. All one shot. I mean, all one location. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. So watch that yeah. too. And that's on Netflix and it's called What Did Jack Do is the, yes. uh, the title do. of that. So. And it's very hilarious. Um, he, he, Lynch is, uh, 
can be quite, quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh my God. He's, that's probably something that's miraculously shines through his work is how it's funny he humor. is. Yeah. Yeah. Very dark, but in very off kilter. Um, like what, my favorite film is Mahal and Drive and there's a, a sequence that's just devolves into a huge comedy of errors where a hitman has to kill a guy and uh, he accidentally <laughs> kills two other people in the process and like sets a building on fire trying to escape. Um, so <laughs> very, yeah, very pitch black humor. Yeah. And uh, well, I find parts of Eraserhead to be absolutely hilarious. And I, oh, like, not Eraserhead is hilarious indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Paul. There's yeah. There's yeah, I guess that's and that's also sort of a litmus test with uh, Lynch because um, watching Wild at Heart, um, it's a lot more abrasive than I remembered. And I think it's would be off putting to a lot of people who even if you're familiar with his work, it's still a very difficult film. Yeah, definitely Um, you want to start with, I'd say. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, this and this came at an interesting point in his career. This is right after Twin Peaks came out and was a huge hit. Uh, and then he took some time off to make this and it went to Cannes. And as I mentioned at the top, it won the Palme d'Or in 1990 or the Palme d'Or, excuse me. Uh, and then he followed it up with, uh, Fire Walk with Me, which was, uh, critically reviled at the time, but has since come around. And then, uh, he had a real nice upward streak in the 90s, uh, with Lost Highway and The Straight Story. And then my favorite film, Mulholland Drive, came out in 2001. But, uh, yeah, well, Wild at Heart is definitely one I would say is, one of the least talked about Lynch's, um, we, you know, you could rattle off every other film, but this one I feel like does not get that much love. Um, but, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's brilliant. I, th- I think it's, it's got, it's a wicked fun movie and it's got a great sense of humor, but it's also very, very romantic. And yeah, at the heart of it, we have Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern as, uh, two runaway lovers and, they both just give it that all, give it their all and trust Lynch completely. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a very beautiful movie, but enough about me. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if we want to give more of a plot description, but there's not much more <laughs> yeah. to, to add to it. Um, you know, I mean, they put a hit out on Nicolas Cage, uh, her mother, correct? Yeah. Um, Diane and- Lad. Yeah, Diane Ladd. Lauren's um, real mother, mother, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um and yeah, I mean it's it's such a wild huh, movie, but um it's it's very kind of chaotic, it's fun, it's mm-hmm. just uh kind of vibrant in a lot of ways. It made me laugh my ass off and it was uh some of it was just so freaking random, like so random. Um, like there's a, there's a part, I think it's Diane Ladd that she's like smearing on her stuff on her face. <laughs> yeah. It's lipstick. I lipstick. Think. Yeah. And it's like just the most bizarre, but amazing thing. And it, there's a couple lines, uh, well, a couple, there's like a bazillion, you know, cage lines because it's Nicholas cage. Um, mm. and it, it starts really like it gas, you know, Foot on the gas right away. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and doesn't give up, you know, stop. It just, uh, it's a fun, you know, really fun time. Both of them are, you know, you can tell they're having fun. It's definitely a very like sexual movie as well. And, mm. um, which is very different, I think, from the, the other one that we're going to be talking about. Um, but there's, uh, there's an electricity to it. Um, I think that 
some of the lines are just like scream, like screamed for no reason whatsoever, but I love it. Um, oh yeah. It, there a lot of shouting, like, like just this, just the opening scene it takes place like just in this gala event location. It's a fancy set of stairs. We see a uh, man tries to kill cage with a knife. Nicholas Cage manages to fight him off and not only kills him, but he like bashes his skull open until his brains spill out. Uh, and then he lights up a cigarette and there's a lot yep. of pointing and yelling. <laughs> and, and that's, that's pretty much the attitude that the whole movie has. Everyone, oh, yeah. but he's crazy and angry. Uh, but they're all doing it in the name of love. And, it's true. uh, the score, I mentioned abrasive and what really hit me is just how much the score will all of a sudden just be a loud blaring of trumpets that come out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, as if, as if like to, adding to yeah. the randomness of it, but the bizarre nature of it, that just somehow perfectly fits into this chaotic, you know, yeah. formula. Yeah. So, uh, Cage is arrested. He goes to prison. He's released. Uh, he put, we should say his name is a uh, sailor Ripley. He wears a snakeskin jacket, which is a, a symbol of his uh, individuality and his belief in personal freedom. Yes, which uh, he says. <laughs> he says several times throughout the movie. I can't get enough of that. Uh, hooks back up with Lula Fortune, uh, Laura Dern. They go on a road trip. Lula's mother sends a series of hitmen out to kill Cage. And, uh, yeah, then it just turns into a road movie with bunch with a bunch of uh, bizarre anecdotes along the way. Like there's one about uh, Crispin Glover as a strange man uh, who dressed as Santa Claus at the mall and he goes crazy making sandwiches. Um, <laughs> there's a, a really haunting scene where they stop a, along a road accident in the middle of the night. And uh, Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks is the only survivor. And she's all bloodied and she gets up and staggers around and essentially steals the whole movie for just like this two bewildering minutes that are like a very unshakable. Um, but yeah, it's, and then eventually it settles in one location and we meet Willem Dafoe as Bobby Peru, who is as far as Dafoe characters go, this is a, maybe one of the most disgusting he's ever played. And he really relishes the role. Yeah. And that's, that's saying something. Cause he's definitely, <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't, you know, yeah. Avoid those those with those roles by any means. Yeah, There's a lot no. of great acting, um, great stars that just keep popping up, and it, it's mm-hmm. definitely um, it's just a mixed bag of things that keep happening, uh, as any good road trip movie would have. Um, you know, kind of twists around every corner, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, Wild at Heart's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it. I think it's like when you have Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern as a couple kind of on the run I, I just don't see like how that can be wrong and then you add like lynch and his very distinctive tone and um you know direction and it's like i don't know i i kind of knew i was gonna love it before i even watched it so i'm glad that it it, it uh it made me yeah. made me fall in love with it that's yeah that's like that's the exact same attitude I had when I first saw it um it was one of the last new new to me lynches I'd ever seen um I think I watched it right before uh, Twin Peaks the Return came out uh maybe a few years before that um but yeah definitely one that I had seen after I had known his body of work and just watching it like I was I was absolutely loving it all over again and like when Sailor uh I think he he Beats up the guy at the rock concert they're at. It's this really hard concert. Then he takes the microphone and starts singing a ballad to Lula, and everybody cheers him on. Just all these 
big character moments that Lynch makes sing beautifully, uh, for lack of a better word. But yeah, I uh, I think it's just a tremendous effort. I agree. Do you have a, a favorite uh, Lynch film? Um, you know, I, I Mulholland Drive or Blue Velvet. Um, I've always been yeah. partial to um, probably Mulholland. Um, it's tough. Um, there, you know, as much as like, or Racerhead, as much as like his films are similar in in a sense, there's also mm-hmm. some very specific identities to each. Um, and I have a very hard time ever saying favorites of anything. So, uh, it's not surprising that I'm having a struggle here. Um, but yeah, and this, you know, I believe this is a pretty short film, right? Like, uh, it comes in. Under two hours. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, I'm thinking say. of a different one. It, it, yeah, but it also oh, no. it kind of it's 125 like, minutes. Pardon they, me. Yeah, it was over two hours. So completely yeah. don't listen to me there. But um, it, it, well, that's the thing though. It's something to say about the film is that it does breeze by too. Like it doesn't feel like it mm-hmm. sticks um, or you know hangs on too long or anything. It's despite all the uh, just kind of random absurdity. It's um, it's. It goes right by. It's a really fun watch, so I definitely recommend it. And thank you for, you know, making me get down and <laughs> actually uh, getting me an opportunity to, to to watch and discuss. Yeah, my pleasure. And then, yeah, as as uh, as often as crude and disgusting as it is, um, it's a very. I'm just. It's it's just a very tender movie. Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, just the, the whole the whole sailor and Lula being in the heart of it all. Um, you know, they're the they're the foundation that really weathers all of the torment and the nastiness. Um, and they're which you need you know, to offset. You need you need that offset, which our next movie does not. Do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. I didn't want to you know I didn't want to <laughs> hit the next film too hard, but it's it's interesting to compare as like what one film does right, the other one does not do. Oh, it's absolutely uh, right true. at all. <laughs> but um yeah I guess I guess yeah I we both heartily recommend Wild at Heart but uh I would be curious Christy if you want to introduce the uh, next film for our audience. Yeah. So the next film is the 1993 uh film California with a K because it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um <laughs> directed by Dominic Senya, Senya. Um and yeah, yeah I think you pronounced it right. Uh, it's like uh, I believe sword Fish. Did he do Swordfish? No, he didn't direct Swordfish. He produced Swordfish. Um, no, he directed Swordfish. Oh, I thought Swordfish. he, 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 he did do Swordfish. Swordfish, yeah. Yes. That was a note Sorry. I have, because I, in a crazy way, like Swordfish. Me too, yeah. yeah. I know, some people don't. I enjoy it. Um, but anyway, California, it's a, another road trip movie um, starring Brad Pitt, Juliette Lewis, Michelle Forbes, and David Duchovny. David mm-hmm. Duchovny um, is kind of our lead. He's a writer, and he intends, to, a journalist, he tends to go on a tour of, like, different serial killer sites on a road trip, which is something I wanted to do once upon a time. I probably will not bring early grace though, um, which is Brad Pitt. He puts a ad out there for um, someone else to come to kind of share expenses. And it's said his girlfriend, Michelle Forbes is also coming. Um, and who, you know, grabs the ad, but Brad Pitt and his girlfriend, uh, Adele, Juliet Lewis. Um, Brad Pitt is a, criminal i think he's on parole in the beginning and kills his parole officer so he's got to go <laughs> he's got to go on the run uh yeah. 
it is Brad Pitt's probably his sexiest role. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't even get out, get that out without laughing. Um, no, if you, if you think like, you know what, Brad Pitt will always be hot in every role. Watch California because uh, he makes it like a point to be um, as like kind of revolting as he can be. Um, not only in personality, he's just an, not a nice guy. He's horrible to his girlfriend. He um, doesn't give a shit about life. I mean, he'll literally kill anybody for looking at him the wrong way. But also he's got like these make like um, he's he's always making this weird noise. He's got like he's making facial expressions. He's greasy. He's just like um, everything that, you know, can kind of be uh, a negative as far as watching him. He he embodies that, which is kind of why this movie is fun, even though it's also kind of like hot. Like It's kind of a trash fire, fire trash. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, dumpster fire. There we go. It's kind of trash fire. It's kind of like a dumpster fire at times. It's also kind of fun. And um, so anyway, they go on a road trip to different serial killer locations, but without, you know, unbeknownst to Brian, David Duchovny, he has a serial killer in tow. And so, of course, things go awry. And um, yeah, what, what did you what did you think? <laughs> what were your initial thoughts of, of California? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I had always heard of this movie. Um, and you know, it's always, anytime I went to like a video rental store or even just a, like Amoeba records, like there's always California, you know, at the front of a shelf with a K and, uh, like, huh. And I knew all the leads in it. I died, but I had never seen it. And it, um, not, you know, it just never, never came across something I <laughs> felt like watching, uh, lo and behold, we have this podcast, so luckily I got to watch it. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, a lot of things. One, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt does a really good job of being disgusting. He has a lot of gross mouth ticks and snorts that he does. Um, my problem is I, I typically like Pitt as an actor, and I, I feel like he's trying too hard here. Um, like the role comes off very mannered. Uh, it's not, it's not something that comes natural to him. I mean, like compare it to David Lynch, you know, you get character actor 101 behind Lynch and they'll turn in gold. And here, I think, I think Pitt's trying to win the disgusting Oscar, uh, if there is such a thing. Um, and, uh, another thing, David Duchovny, he's wearing earrings. Uh, it's a very 90s thing. Uh, I just, it's, <laughs> I just looked down. That's in my notes. Um, what I did, I, I think, I think he works the earrings. Yeah, yeah. Um, David <laughs> Coffin, also in uh, Twin Peaks. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, what I really like about the movie, and if I were to heap praise on it, uh, is Julia Lewis. Um, I believe she's, uh, her character's supposed to be an underage lover of uh, Earl yeah. Gracie. Um, yeah, so she's obviously, the obviously. Tender, the more tender part, as we were saying, was kind of missing from this in comparison yeah. to uh, Wild at Heart. I almost said Crazy Heart. In comparison to Wild at Heart. Um, her performance and her character is someone that you are very empathetic to more so than yes. maybe even, um, you know, cause there's a little bit of vapidness with, um, maybe not David Duchovny as much, but his girlfriend a little, and, um, you definitely feel for them, but like, she is just very much a victim, very sweet. She tries yeah. to like copy her haircut. She makes friends with one of their victims at one point. Um, and she's very, very good in this, not to take the mic, but yeah. No, it's, no. I embodies the the tender um aspect of the film. Yeah, I think and I think maybe just it's a it's a 
difficulty or a trouble with balance uh, that Cena does not pull off that Lynch does. Um, because you have, by grounding or foregrounding a cage in Dern and wild at heart, you know, they're able to power through ev- any challenge that they get. Uh, with our quartet here, uh, Lewis is really sort of outnumbered as the only semi-decent and likable uh, person that there is. And, and I'm not saying your characters need to be likable, but you kind of want, you want to root, feel like you're rooting for something. And yeah, so Pitt is just, he's just going disgusting mannerisms. Um, Duchovny, who I tend to like, uh, I think he's very just kind of flat and wooden here. Um, he is. Yeah, nothing, he's probably the really... least interesting character. <laughs> yeah, which is a, pro- a problem. Um, you know, you can have a straight man, but, uh, you know, he's he's too straight. And then, um, for lack of a better word, uh, Michelle Forbes, it just is, she's very, very neggy in this movie. Um, all, all she does is just complain and, and bitch to Duchovny's character and say that everything that they do is a bad idea, but she doesn't really offer much else, and it's kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah, that, you know, because I, I think she can be a fine actress, but she's just kind of wasted in this, this role. Um, but yeah, the... I, and I do think the film is once like they get on the road, I do think it starts to improve and they have several interactions. Um, like what they don't realize is that Gracie is secretly killing people in men's room bathrooms and stealing their money so that he can like pay for his share of the gas. And uh, so they're leaving a trail of bodies uh, as they head out. But um, yeah, eventually it just kind of crumbles from too many false endings. And there's like, Oh, the, 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 Guy's alive when we thought he was dead. Twist and right, uh, yeah, it, it drags too long, but um, it's yeah. rough. It, it, it's it's definitely rough. rough. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting because Brad Pitt's performance, he's definitely trying to subvert, like you know, what you think of him because he's not mm-hmm. the uh, you know, the characters that he had played before this, yeah, uh, and after though he does get a little grungier after this. Um, you know, we're very much like the pretty boy, the good boy. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. I think he is definitely, you know, very unhinged and and that's something that's, uh, (laughs) that's fun to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I enjoy that aspect. My, you know, and this, we usually recommend movies that we love. I don't love California. There's so much wrong with it. This is a movie that I originally rented on VHS at my local video Mm -hmm. store, RIP, uh, many, many years ago. And, Again, I saw it a lot and then I was, I also rented every movie there. I just had like, it was a thing, but, um, I, it's like one that is, I have this little like soft spot for, even though I know that it's a mess, like a hot mess. And, um, and maybe it's like because of the first time I watched it, a little nostalgia. Maybe it's because, um, it's like not so bad. It's good, but it's like, like a quarter of that because I do think the idea is a very um, cheeky, fun, good idea. The whole doing the serial killer tour with someone in the car, it's a serial killer. I think that um, some of that, you know, core like idea and, and, and even some of the um, aspects relationships within the four of them, the way that they interact is very interesting. Like not only Juliet Lewis with um, his girlfriend, but also how Brad Pitt, kind of like admires him um admires Duchovny in a weird way uh and doesn't like he he like resents him at times in a sense like 
doesn't want to look like he's less than, but at the same time, it seems like he might admire him a little bit. Um, I don't know. They have like an interesting little friendship for a little while. And some of those moments are like some of my favorites. I think the end is definitely long winded, unnecessary, um, just whatever. But it's it's hard to and it's such a gritty movie. Um, I think it's very vi- visually stylish, though. Um, but, yeah, it definitely suffers from a, a variety of issues. So it's not like a hard recommend. But I do think especially if you're someone that's. I mean, wants to see a movie that I, I don't think you're going to be bored by it by any means. And you want to see a movie that's got like, you know, some great actors playing, uh, playing at, I, I don't, I don't really know what Duchovny's playing at other than earrings, a dark top and a, a moody voiceover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check it out for those reasons, I guess. Yeah. And hey, this is not to say that, you know, this podcast is only going to be, uh, like our own personal, uh, canon that we're sharing with each other. I mean, this is, you know, there's, there, I could name, you know, a handful of films that, you know, I, I certainly have an affinity for that most people don't like. And, and there's nothing absolutely wrong, you know, with having uh, seen this movie too many times. Uh, Christy, I don't want to, we don't, not, we're not shaming anyone here on this podcast. No, and these is, these are a, a good pairing, I think. They're a very, yeah. uh, kind of, uh, interesting <laughs> duo. Yeah. And no, it's no, a, of course, I, I'm, oh, I, screw it. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> yeah no hey california number one super fan right here christy strauss you heard it here first folks um but uh yeah it's uh you know there's uh that's a great point you mentioned about uh how Pitt kind of has a, a like a longing for normalness after uh Duchovny's character but then he's also very creepy in regards to michelle forbes uh he's like actively hitting on her even though Juliet lewis is just a you know right yeah, next door right <laughs> yeah like yeah, I said, he does um, like he makes like every decision um to like disturb or disgust you that he can basically. Yeah. Um. One one little note I had here is is just you know you know more than uh, sound design than anything else. But uh, at one point during the conflict at the end, uh, there's like a pot or a plate that gets smashed, and they use the same uh, pot smash sound effect that's in uh, Wet Hot American Summer that you hear over and over again. Um, that just made me laugh that that was in there. It's supposed to be an intense scene, and then I couldn't help but laugh just at that <laughs> that stock sound effect of just the the clap yeah. of the. the dish. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's, a, it's an excellent note. So yeah, and what about American? Yeah. watch that too if you haven't, because that's, that's just a yeah. pure delight. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm you know I'm happy to finally have seen California. So uh. That way, whenever I go to my next trip to Amoeba Records and I see it on the shelf, I can just kind of give it a, a, a knowing okay. nod. And, and then, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> you. Carry on. I know you. I know, <laughs> I know you. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm glad. Yeah, and I'm glad we uh, we often tend to pair films that are more similar than we intend. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it worked out this time to compare and contrast something that works and something that does not. Yeah, it was a, it was, we really do this a lot and it's not on purpose, but, uh, <laughs> I we think need to is... sit down and like find the most disparate things. Yes. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. It's, we should yeah. put that on our, our docket. Um, exactly. The future. <laughs> yeah. Future and then, season. yeah. And as a friendly reminder to our listening audience, if you have a, a pair of films that you think we've never seen and would like us to cover, 
uh, please send your suggestions our way. We'll uh, we'll happily take it. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a. I think the road trip has come to an end. That's right. Yeah. I don't like that. That's sad. Um, I feel like we've taken <laughs> a pause and we're going to hit the hay uh, for a bit. Um, no, that doesn't make sense. How do we say this without it sounding sad? Um, I want to just say, uh, I think that's it on these two. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, this is our stop, but uh, we'll see oh, when we get on good. the next one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Aces. Cool. Groovy. Um, yeah. All right. So do you have we, a, do you want to plug anything, any social media or anything? Yeah. So at Phil inquiry on, uh, on, I'm going to say Twitter. Fuck it. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Everyone else does. Yeah. And <laughs> nobody um, calls it X. You just did. <laughs> no, um, on Twitter and, uh, Strauss underscore Christie on Twitter. And also you can find me on Insta Christy on film. Uh, film inquiry, by the way, is coming to Instagram. Ooh. It's uh, just made it. So it'll be probably released, uh, start really getting down and dirty on there pretty soon. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. Excellent. Yeah. I'm at, uh, Jake Tropila on all things J A K E T R O P I L A. Uh, so if you find that profile, it is almost certainly going to be me. <laughs> Uh, I'm also on Blue Sky now with the same handle, so uh, yeah, feel free to follow me there. And uh, yeah, until next time, we're gonna jump in this convertible and ride off. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for listening. Be safe, healthy, happy, and have fun road trips. Just don't kill and, anyone, please. And uh, stay groovy. Yeah. Oh what? Bye. Groovy.